Hey, Story Pillar friends. It's me, Meg. We hope you're having a great summer. Sneak, Bean, and I are too. And we're on the lookout for more unstick tricks for season two of Story Pillar. If you have good advice for handling when you're feeling jealous or guilty, send a grown-up to storypillar.com slash unstick tricks for more information. We'd love to hear what you would do in those sticky situations. And finally, before we start, grown-ups, if you're looking for another great summer listen for your family, check out Interviews with Daddy and Aiden. It's a podcast where four-year-old Aiden and his dad, Jesse, interview some of the coolest people in the world. They've talked to everyone from FBI agents, U.S. Olympians, veterinarians, firefighters, and even Blippi. (laughs) Together, Daddy and Aiden help your kids imagine what the future might hold and remind all of us that anything is possible. Watch or listen to interviews with Daddy and Aiden on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Okay, ready for the show? Hey, Story Pillar friends. It's me, Meg. And Sneak. And Bean. (coughs) Oh, and Sparky. And I'm so excited. I think my 347 and a half toenails are going to fall off. Uh, hopefully not. Um, but... I know you're pretty excited about season two of Story Pillar. You got that right, my little nightlight. It's almost here next week. We get to blast off to more amazing places and try not to get our noodles in and not figuring out all those sticky wicky situations. I think my eyeballs are gonna pop out of my head. Holy cheese balls, sneak. Try breathing. <laughs> okay. And maybe a story snack will help tide you over till next week. Good idea, Bean. This week, we have Why Is That Tea Kettle Flying? from Episode 5. So, grab a giant chicken and maybe a bowl of cheesy, wheezy seaweed snails and get comfy. Why Is That Tea Kettle Flying? Adapted from The Miraculous Tea Kettle, a Tanuki legend from Japan. What kind of life is this? Oshosama shivered and drew his thin robes closer with one hand. With the other, he reached out and shoved the tea kettle further into the fire, making the water splash out of the crack near its handle and sizzle on the hot coals. The low flames danced in the stone fireplace and threw ghoulish shadows onto the bare walls around him. How many years have I run this temple? Oshosama jabbed at the fire, sending a shower of sparks onto the scuffed floorboards. And for what? This? He scowled around the room, eyes taking in the ancient three-legged stool, the chipped water jug on the floor, and the moth-eaten cushion that he had dragged as close to the hearth as common sense allowed. This was no life for him, the second son of a family with noble blood. Well, almost noble. 
the grandson of the stepson of the mother of the emperor's master of horses. But who was keeping track? Where were the rich robes, the fine furnishings, the golden statues that were rightfully his, or his gods? He couldn't even manage a halfway decent fire, he thought, clicking his tongue in disgust. <clears throat> Just then, there was a timid knock at the door. What? Oshosama barked, giving the fire a vicious poke. I, I'm sorry, Oshosama. Osh the boy in the doorway, Kaito, stammered. What do you want? Oshosama banged the fire poker on the floor, making the young monk jump like a startled mouse. And close that! Can't you see I'm half frozen as it is? Kaito gave a deep, quivering bow and pulled the door closed behind him on squealing hinges. Y yes, Osh- And who gave you leave to disturb me in my chamber? Oshosama glowered at him. N no one. I, I, sim I simply- You what? Thought I might desire the company of a novice? Ha! Oshosama gave an ugly bark of laughter. A country bumpkin lacking the good sense to leave his superior in peace? T tea kettle, Kaito squeaked out. This this tea kettle was left by the front gate, and my my holy brother suggested I bring it to you as yours is is in uh, need of repair. He bowed lower and braced himself for the reply. Then leave it. Now. The force of Oshosama's shout caused his freshly poured tea to jump from its cup and seek refuge in the cracks of the worn tabletop. Kaito straightened and let out the breath he had held. Y yes Oshosama, he replied, and with a whirl of robes and a soft click of the door, he was gone. A new teapot. Why, thank you, O oh Lord, for such fine compensation. Oshosama snatched it from beside the door. He turned it from one side to the other, inspecting the dull brown clay and fat little spout that barely managed to clear the bulge of its own belly. <clears throat> Oshosama slammed it down, causing several tea leaves to startle from the open canister. New? This horrid, ugly thing. It's not even fit for a beggar. And with a disdainful sniff, Oshosama slid open the frosted window pane and tossed the kettle out into the blowing snow. Good riddance. Ow! Kaito cried as a dark blur clipped him smartly on the side of the head. What the... He rubbed his ear with one frigid hand and bent over to inspect his attacker. Recognizing the homely tea kettle he had delivered to cantankerous old Oshosama not five minutes before, he picked it up and turned it over, dusting off the wet snowflakes. How did you get here? He glanced up at the window in puzzlement. Then, with a shrug, he gathered it to his chest, bent his head against the wind, and trudged off in search of his own room, feet crunching on the frozen path. All right, you're up. Kaito gave the teapot a gentle thump, the caramel enamel glowing comfortingly in the light of the fire he had just stoked up to a roar. 
His cloak hung beside the fireplace, melting snow steadily drip dropping onto the floor. And the wind rattled the door, irritated at being banned from the cozy warmth. He carefully set the kettle on the stand perched just above the crackling flames and sat back on his heels to wait for it to boil. Grrrr, the kettle asked. Wah! Kaito jumped in surprise and reached for the poker dangling next to the steaming cloak. Grrrr, he heard again, the sound closer to a purr than a growl. Kaito brandished the metal rod before him and scuttled into the farthest corner of the room, rather like a very surprised snow crab. For above him, just below the thatching of the ceiling, hovered the tea kettle, its spout and handle replaced by the furry snout and bushy tail of a tanuki, the mischievous little raccoon dogs that darted around the surrounding forests at night. Wait, what? Kaito's mouth fell open and he ducked swiftly as the tanuki kettle spread its fuzzy little paws and zoomed around the room. It rejoiced at its newfound freedom and flew about like an overgrown bumblebee drunk on nectar. What, what are you? Kaito blinked, convinced he was seeing things, and the flying furry kettle abruptly dove and crashed into his chest. Oof, he puffed, struggling to detach the curved, sharp claws that clung to his robes. But the creature just snorted, snuggled into his shoulder, and licked him on the chin. Ew, gross. Kaito's arms automatically tightened around his new, odd little friend. You don't look like much. At first glance, at least. There was another snort in reply. But you're pretty amazing, aren't you? The tanuki kettle answered sleepily and they both laid down on the woven sleeping mat. The folds of Kaito's robe curled around a neat little ball of striped brown fur. And so, Kaito and Stripe, as he had taken to calling his rather remarkable companion, fell into a comfortable rhythm. By day, Stripe and Kettle Form stood guard on the mantle, while Kaito did his best to carry out Oshosama's shouted commands. Not that one. I said this one. And by night, the two friends laughed together in bright firelight. (laughs) Stripe buzzing around the room at top speed, acting out the wild adventures and daring tales Kaito had dreamed up during the monotony of that day's tours. One day, after a particularly nasty telling off, during which Oshosama had thrown an entire pot of boiling tea at Kaito... He decided he could bear his life at the temple no longer. He packed up his belongings, carefully secured tea kettle stripe to the top of his sack, and left. He didn't know exactly where he was heading. He barely remembered his family, half-starved and forced to find a better home for their infant son. And so... He pointed himself toward the green mountains in the distance and started walking, with Stripe occasionally transforming and darting off to explore the forest through which they traveled. After walking most of the day, Kaito and Stripe stopped at a small village hoping to earn some food and maybe a place to stay. Come! Come and witness the miracle of the flying Tanuki tea kettle! Kaito called loudly as he made his way to the town square. 
After gathering as many onlookers as possible, he sat next to a crackling fire, telling the most fantastic tales his imagination could spin. Stripe, for his part, transformed to gasps of surprise from a captivated audience and zipped about overhead embodying the brave samurai, talking trees, and majestic snow queens of Kaito's stories. The two continued, days walking, nights entertaining, until news of the young man with the miraculous tea kettle spread far and wide. Before long, word of Kaito and Stripe reached the ears of the Empress herself, who, understandably, just had to have a magic raccoon dog tea kettle. None of the other Empresses had one, after all. And so, Kaito and Stripe joined the royal court and for many, many years lived in the palace among fine riches and elaborate banquets. They earned a pretty penny for their spellbinding performances, of course, but their most valuable treasure was rooted in the depth of friendship and understanding that had sprung between them on a frigid winter night years before. A humble, kind-hearted monk and a stout, homely little tea kettle, each somewhat ordinary on their own, but together undeniably extraordinary. The End (laughs) I always like that part when they realize that they're pretty awesome just the way they are. (laughs) I feel like a lot of us could use that reminder. Absolutely, (laughs) Boatley! Thanks for listening to this week's Story Snack with us. And don't forget, next week... We're back for Season 2 of Story Pillar! We can't wait to hang out with you and explore stories and figure out some pretty sticky situations together. See you next Monday, August 21st, 2023. Bye! We love!